Welcome everybody to Jeff versus the world. We got a special a special episode today. Uh, I got my man Manuel Brown from the Any Given Sunday podcast, and we are going to review the Joker movie. And this will be part one. Uh, if you want to get the rest of it, part two will be on the even Any Given Sunday side. So yeah, uh, how's it going, man? It's going real good, man. It's going real good. It's a pleasure to be on the show. Finally, uh, we just joked offline that uh, it's been a minute. I think it's been like a year since we've been trying to get this thing uh, on and popping. But uh, that only shows it's going to be a good episode. Yeah, it's almost almost a year. I think when I first decided to start podcasting, I think you were one of the right. first people to hit me up, and it was just yeah. been hit and miss, hit and miss. And I know my work schedule is crazy, so I know yours is too. So, but we here now. Well, well, you're on the East Coast. I'm on the West Coast. Adulting sometimes gets in the way, so it happens, man. It's all good. Always. But before we get started, let's uh, let's let everybody know what it is that you do and where they can find you and all the good stuff that you are involved in. All right, man. Yeah. Um, like you said, uh, Manny Brown, I am the host of Any Given Sunday. Um, it's a podcast as part of Dead End uh, Media, the guys that bring you Dead End Hip Hop, Dead End Sports. I'm on that podcast network. And uh, it's a really dope show, man. It's it's most, I, what I say, it's kind of like a, it's a, it's a hodgepodge of a lot of different uh, genres, but it's mostly a sports show. But um, the, the name, as the name goes, Any Given Sunday, on Any Given Sunday, I can talk about anything. I can talk about politics. I can talk about movies, hence what we're doing right now. Uh, of course, sports, uh, a, a myriad of things. Um, I didn't want to just be boxed into one genre. So, I mean, I, I would say it's yeah, about 80% sports. But on a given week, man, if, if there's not a sports story that really compels me or really catches my attention, and even if there is, it's just something that I feel like I want to talk about, you know, and I want to have a special guest on, um, then it is what it is. You know, I'll have somebody on to talk about a particular topic or a particular set of topics. So, yeah, any given Sunday, man, I have a guest on each and every week. And like I said, basically, it's me talking to interesting people. It's me having a conversation with my friends, uh, people I don't know, people that I'm trying to know for the first time, people that interest me in, in different, different walks of life. So it's a, it's a pretty dope show, man. I should check it out. All right. Let's get to the the the, the meat of all of this, and let's yes. talk. Let's talk about what did you think when you heard about uh, this Joker movie? You know, Joaquin Phoenix coming in, uh, being another Joker, a DC, another mm. DC movie, and it being its solo movie. How did you feel before you you know when it, when you heard it, and then we'll talk about after we saw it. Well, uh, when I first heard that they were making a uh, a Joker film. A Joker origin story and a, and a standalone Joker film. I was, I like, like most people, I will say, um, I was a little skeptical about it because I was like, "Hey, DC, you're, you're starting to kind of turn it around. You're starting to finally kind of get into a good groove here. Uh, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Shazam. You know, you know, those were three big hits, three 
good movies in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, and so DC was finally, I think, is starting to kind of get its, its, its sea legs under him. And, you know, so I was just kind of like, uh, a Joker standalone film? I don't know. The Joker's always been better when he doesn't have an origin story. I know the killing joke is out there, and I know the killing joke is great. But, you know, even in the killing joke, it's it's kind of left out to our own interpretations of what the Joker's origin story is. Um, so, yeah, I was kind of, I was a little, I was a little iffy about it, you know, at first. I'm not going to lie. Um, and then, a sort, of course, as, as the details start coming out and, and the film starts getting into production or whatever, of course, they cast Joaquin, uh, you know, Joaquin Phoenix as uh, as the Joker. And I was impressed. Originally, they had me. Like, like I was there. Like, Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker? Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to give you a chance, Todd Phillips. You know, and, and let me back up before that. When they announced who the director was, Todd Phillips, I was like, oh, what? The Hangover? Like, uh, okay. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know about this. All right, you know what I mean? So, but yeah, but then, but like I was saying, um, then they announced the, you know, the casting of Joaquin Phoenix, and I was just like immediately on board. Um, so yeah, man, just you know, I, I, I was just kind of like everybody else, man, that I, I really wasn't looking for a Joker, a Joker standalone film. Um, like like any film, of course, you're open minded to it, and you hope that it's good. And if it's good, obviously you 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 welcome it with open arms. But yeah, at the beginning, I will say that I was a little skeptical about it. Yeah, same here. Um, and just coming off of Suicide Squad and that interpretation yeah. of the Joker just left a bad taste in my mouth. But I was high on Joaquin Phoenix, so if anything, I was going to see it just for that alone. Todd Phillips, uh, hit and miss. Um, and I just wasn't sure about Todd Phillips directing because I'm just I'm just like uh, hangovers and other yeah. stuff he did. What is this really going to be? And yeah, I was surprised. I was <laughs> I was lost for words leaving the movie theater. Um, I didn't really know how to feel. Uh, I really had to get myself together and think about process everything that I just had saw. Um, I think the movie, first and foremost, I think the movie is, is a great movie. Do I think it's a great comic movie? I'm not so sure because me personally, I just think that the Joker, it just can't, we can't have the Joker without a Batman. And I felt in my, in my gut, I feel like that. This movie almost, to a certain degree, had to end with the Joker being the hero. And there's nothing. And, and when I say that, I'm saying because there was nothing to bounce off of. It was just him and the environment, the world, Gotham. And I just think that it's hard. You know, it's just hard without Batman. Now, uh-huh. And I don't think they fully accepted it being a comic movie because, again, as we all know, this is, you know, Kings of Comedy, uh, Taxi Driver, even a little bit right. of fall, Falling Down. It's a little bit of all right. those type of movies. And I just don't know if it was a great comic movie. How about you? Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting point. And I know I've seen that you tweeted that out. Um you know, a few days ago or whatever. I think it was last week, I think. If, no, it was actually a couple of days ago um, that you tweeted that out, that you didn't know about Joker existing in the universe without Batman in it. Um, and, and, it's a, and it's a valid point. I mean, it's a valid point. I mean, much of the Joker's greatness is that 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 
that byproduct, that byplay between him and Batman. But um, I actually, you know, I love this film um, because I, it's not a comic book film. You know, it's it's like it exists in a comic book universe, but it's not a comic book film, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about this movie. Like, I think this movie is different in that it's not trying to be a superhero film. It, it doesn't want to be a superhero film. It's just telling a character's story and it's playing it out over a series of events in a movie. And and I love that. And like you said, it, it it's a film that takes and borrows from a lot of... I, you know, I, a lot of times, sometimes I think people say like, oh, well, that movie reminded me too much of Taxi Driver. So I think this movie's paying homage to those films that came before it. Um, not, you know, not mimicking it or biting it. Like, I, I love the fact that it, it does remind me of Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver is one of my favorite movies of all time. I love that it reminds me of that. I love that it reminds me of King of Comedy. And, I, you know, Falling Down, great example that you bring up there. Just the dread of that film, that, that, that slow kind of you know, the evolution of the human mind to a guy that just snaps. I love that about this film. And I also love the fact that this movie has something to say. It has a message to it. It has some, it has things that make you think about, you know, and, and what it's telling you. So I, I, I guess I disagree with you on that. I mean, I see mm-hmm. where you're coming from, but I, 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 that Joker is always great with a Batman, and mm-hmm. I think that I, I wouldn't I, like I wouldn't want to see a Joker two without Batman. You see what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't want to see this film branch off into its own universe. Like I don't think it would work. And and in that and in that case, I agree with you. Like I I, I don't want to see Joker three. You know what I'm saying? Without <laughs> yeah. Batman, or Joker the last laugh without Batman. Like I, I don't want to see that. Like so I, in that regard, I agree with you. Before a standalone kind of origin story, I think it worked. I actually think they pulled it off brilliantly, honestly. Now, before we get into the meat, maybe to the actual meat of the movie, I think, I just think it was afraid to be a comic movie. I think it was almost afraid, like, it really? was, yeah, because take the Joker away, you still have a great movie. You still have that yeah. tip of your hat to, you know, all those other movies that came before. And it was like, well, let's put, jo- I don't, I don't know. It just, it felt kind See, of, I think that's, I, it felt a little empty to me. I don't know. It's just maybe it's just me. I love the performance, and, the, and I think of out of everything, I will go back and watch this movie multiple times just for the performance alone. But when you say it, it was afraid to be a comic book film. Like, what exactly did they? Like, what exactly? I don't want to say bothered you, but like, what it? What exactly gave you those feels? Like, what it? What exactly gave you that from the from this film? I think because, and this may be going back and and this may be a problem with me because i'm thinking about all the other interpretations of the joker and how uh-huh. I, in my head i could be like yeah i can i'm turning the pages in the comic and i can see this joker in a comic book good or bad even the suicide squad joker i could still see it and maybe it was because how it portrayed it was so the movie was so grimy and so down to earth that it didn't give me that feel of a comic movie and it was just like throwing the name joker on it that's the reason why you know him in the makeup him in the suit okay that's the joker on there but it just didn't feel like a comic movie really okay yeah I, I, this is see this is why these are this is why great podcasts exist because I, you know we're in disagreements i actually think i don't think this film was afraid to be a comic book film i think this film tried everything it could not to be a comic book film like i think this film wanted to exist outside of a comic book universe and that's the genius of it you know because i think 
I think that this story could have existed, like you said, and not even, like this movie could have happened and it mm-hmm. would have been just as good without it being called Joker. If it was called Fleck, or if it was called, you know, whatever, name a name. Mm-hmm. Like, I think this film would have worked. I really do. Because it, it, it didn't need, it didn't need all of the the ancillary parts that a comic book film has. It doesn't need all that. It was just kind of grounded to real world. And that's my favorite comic book films. Comic book films that are kind of grounded in reality, grounded in a real world. Like, like I, I can believe these films, like, some, like part of the greatness of The Dark Knight series and the dark knight in particular is that i feel like that batman would exist in my world you know what i'm saying for as great as the avengers saga is and 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 you know the infinity saga is i don't feel like that would exist in our world you see what i'm saying like yeah. i don't feel like i'd be walking down the street and like you know the sokovia accords will be enacted and like i would have to report i would have to report captain america for being out and about like i i don't, I don't feel like that would be in a real world setting you know what i'm saying so yeah. like that's what i like about comic book films and i feel like this film it, it's genius in that it doesn't want to be a part of the universe it doesn't want to you know tie in different movies and oh joker 2 is going to tell the origin of uh, croc like it doesn't want to do that it's just like here it is. This is a movie telling a story about a character that could be the Joker. Like this, like honestly, like had they not even mentioned like Gotham and Arkham and Thomas Wayne, like they honestly could have been a, you know, a little bit disambiguous about who exactly this person is. Like it didn't have to be called the Joker. He could have gone by another name. It's, and that and that's why I think I think Todd Phillips had a I think he actually had a good movie that he said no, I needed something else with this, but I really don't want it to be this, but I know this will get people there. I know comic movies are in. I know comic movies are a thing. I have a great script here. What can I tweak or what can I add? Oh, mental issues, Joker. Yeah, okay. And I mean, again, I'm not knocking the movie because believe you me, I'm going to watch this more than (laughs) three, four times. I'm going to be watching it a lot because like I said, the performance alone was just amazing. I just felt that Todd, he just didn't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think he fully accepted saying, yeah, this is a Joker movie. Let's go for it. But I understand what you're saying too. Uh, you know, we just see it different on that, on that small instance, uh, as far as I, re- I respect what you're saying, though. I respect what you're saying. You make yeah. valid points. Like, your, your, your main issue is more with Todd Phillips yeah. and his embracing being like directing a comic book film. Yeah. Like, I almost feel like it was like, okay, I'm going to put Joker on here, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, it's almost, I'm not going to love, love this Joker character like I need to. Like, it's going to serve, it's going to, like, this character is going to serve things for the Arthur Fleck character because they kind of intertwine. It's almost like, I feel like he just picked up a, 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 a comic book and said, oh, Joker, cool. Oh, this kind of goes with the script I'm writing. Oh, let me add this, and that's just the way I'm feeling about it right now. <laughs> Six months from now, it could be it could be a totally different thing how I'm feeling. But right now, after seeing it, uh-huh. I just you know I just just show it like yeah, I, I just want him to show the love and be like yeah, it's a comic movie, it's great. But because it would have been fine if you say it's a comic movie, but I want it to stand alone. I don't want it in that universe. 
Interesting. Do you, uh, the only thing I would I would say though is I, I, from all the interviews that I've that I've heard and seen with Todd Phillips and the cast, mm-hmm. like I, I, don't, I don't I don't I've never been given an indication that he like I, from everything I've read and seen is that I think he's a comic book fan. Like I, he I, he actually is a comic book fan, and I actually think this was by design. Like I really do think like he really wanted to be, this to be like different. Like he wanted this to be completely different. Than our that our norms and our perception of what a comic book film is. So I I, I think your criticism is a little mm-hmm. bit by design. Mm-hmm. The film, like I think he was going for, like I think he was trying to subvert your expectation of what a comic book film is. And I could be wrong. I, you could be right, and I could be wrong. Like I, I could oh. be, you could be totally right in that. Hey, he really just didn't want to make. He's not a comic book fan. <laughs> he never wanted to make this film. It just kind of was like happenstance that oh okay, mental illness, this movie, I got a great script. Oh, the Joker, let's tie it in together. Like that could be. Totally 100% accurate. I'm just yes. saying that I think it's, a, I, from everything I've seen and read, I think it's a little bit by design. I really do. And you might be right. Like I said, nobody's wrong here. Mm-hmm. Like both of us, I think we right. both just seen a different. Like I said, I've, I've always wanted to change my opinion after seeing movies multiple times. So six months from now, we do another podcast and I'll tell you, you know what, you are absolutely right. Right, um, right, right. So let's start, start okay. Because this is something I've asked numerous people just to, you know, just to poke at them. As far as the Arthur Flat character, how much? Uh, I, I I don't know. Should we get spoilery already? I don't know. I was like, I'm love. Uh, we... I mean, it's your show, man. We, let's let's do it. Okay. Let's go hard or go home, right? Yeah. Okay. So we're starting the movie. We're opening the movie, and I want you to tell me when do you think. Whatever you're seeing on the screen, whatever you know, whatever image or whatever's happening right now, when do you think Arthur is in his own head, or when it's reality? Because I have a I theory. I, I know your theory. I know the theory that you're going with, and and I, I've I've read the theory a lot online. And honestly, like bef- like when I was watching the movie, I didn't think any of it was in his head. Like besides the the part that me and you both know about. I didn't think any of it was in his head. Like, I honestly believe that everything was happening. After the film, mm-hmm. I went back, I listened to some podcasts, I listened to some YouTube reviews, and the theories were brought up. And then I, and then I watched the film again, and I was like, huh, okay. Now I can kind of see, I can see it. You know what I'm saying? And that's the brilliance of a movie where you watch it a second time and you get a second interpretation of it like so i'm kind of in the middle like i can see it being i can I, like i can see the folks that say no it all happened you know except for the one part it all happened in real time and i can also see the folks that are saying no it was always in his head the whole time so i think for so i if i had to split the difference i i would say i think it's happening in real time but I'm, I don't know, and I don't want to cop out. Like I don't like I, that's the that's the brilliance of the film. I think that it kind of leaves you guessing. Like it could be in his head. It couldn't mm-hmm. be in his head. Like it could just really have happened. Like, and I, I, I did you want to spoil the end? I guess did you want to? I get mean, into the well, end? I mean, like you say, go big or go home. The All right, well, yeah. obviously, when we're sitting in when he's sitting in Arkham Asylum and he's you know talking to the shrink or the nurse, I should say. And he starts laughing, and you know she asks him, "What's what's so funny? What are you laughing at?" And he says, "You know, you wouldn't get it anyway." So that's the point that I guess triggers a lot of people to say, "Was he just recapping all of this in his own head? Like literally, was he just telling this story, or was he thinking about this the entire time in his own head?" And it was just he was laughing at the irony of it. 
or you know what I'm saying or the or what how it was presented in the movie initially which is like this was a series of events that led to him being in Arkham Asylum and then of course him laughing because he's about to kill the nurse or hurt the nurse. even the end is is left up to interpretation because you don't really know I mean you see the blood on his shoes so obviously he did something and you see her you hear the screams so obviously he did something to her whether he killed her stabbed her who knows but um yeah man I, I, I if long-winded answer I don't know I think I and I'm not sure this is just me I think it was all in his head I think really? that okay. I think that as soon as we see him sitting down talking to um the social worker that's all in his head every yeah. single thing is in his he he did something to get in the Arkham but what we saw I don't think none of that happened none of it happened um and this is and then this is the great part now this is when I felt this is when I felt like he's accepting this as being a comic movie because this is the cool thing about the Joker we don't know why we don't know why when and where and we and this movie we were left the same way like we don't know how did he how did the joker become who, who he is is this the real joker you know it's like i love the ending because it was almost a tip of the hat to uh the killing joke yeah where you're just was. like hey we don't know you do know uh or it's just up to us or how we how we want to look at the movie because i thought it was so ah before i even get there did you notice every time he needed it seemed like he was talking to somebody or he needed help it was always a person of color did you pick up on that i did not pick up on that i did not pick up on that but that's interesting see that's another I, that's not i did not notice that and interesting got, i don't know if todd phillips even noticed that himself i just know it's like oh right the black lady on the bus the social worker the right lady right. and all of them kind of like turn turned their backs on him or whatever you know but um, I didn't I didn't notice that That's yeah um yeah I just think that mostly he was sitting there and the joke was I you know I made him the stuff because we don't know how long they were sitting there but basically uh I'm thinking of this story in my head I'm pretty sure he was laughing the whole time um and that was that that was it for me I just don't think none of that happened none of that story Nothing of the happen. Look, I can I can see it. I can really see it. It's not like usually with with fan theories and film theories, like I can kind of see them. Sometimes I can't see them, but with this one, I can totally see it. Like I said, because it's definitely, like you said, it's definitely an homage to the Killing Joke, and I think it is by design that Todd Phillips kind of wanted to leave you leave that open for interpretation. Like, is this all in his head? All did all of this happen? I would lean more towards all of it happened. Just because the series of events that you know that happened at the beginning of the film, and then hitting, sitting down with the social worker, and the thing, here's the part that gives it away for me when he's, you know, the whole time you see him with the girl, his neighbor, mm-hmm. um, from across the hall, right? You yeah. see him, you see that he's imagining, or what, we, what turns out to be, he's imagining this relationship with her, and then he's sitting in her apartment, and then she freaks out because like, why is he in there? And then the whole time you're, you're, you're key, you're you get clued into the fact that it was all made up from there. Like, I don't think he would, I don't think he would recount that if it was all made up in his head, the entire movie, like, why would you then, you see what I'm saying? Like, why would you then throw that in the middle of the movie to then kind of, it's like a double whammy. So like at the beginning, that's that's the only part that kind of leads me towards, I don't think the whole thing was in his head, just because 
that part in the film. Like, because if it, if it was all in his head, I think that they would have had a serious relationship. They would have made him or her or his love interest in his head, and all of that would have kind of played out. Now, I know what you could say is that's just the Joker's twisted mind yeah. of just kind of playing no, 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 no. and subverting. Yeah. Not that. Is that from the initial jump in the movie? We 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 are is letting known that he's a he's the untru he's untrusting the narrator. We can't trust what he's what because he's the narrator of this. So we can't trust anything that he's saying. Just like when he was uh sitting in the bed with his mom watching um the Murray show, and right. he thought he was there. So we already know that it's like okay. So we can't really go by everything that he do. do what we're showing from his eyes so he could still be given off this story because that's the story that he saw irregardless if it was there or did i get what you're saying but that's the that's how his head is playing the story out because like i said at the end when he said at the end when he said you wouldn't get the joke the joke pretty much is that all this stuff is happening in my head like I did see this, and then I figured out I didn't see this. Like he's like that's that, like it's playing everything that's playing out on on the screen is everything that he's thinking in his head about the joke. Sure, yeah. I mean, like again, I I I can definitely see it being in his head. Like I really can. Like I, I ask me tomorrow. Like you said, ask me tomorrow, and I could probably say, yeah, it, it, it was all in his head. I think I would have to see it again a third time, and then just, like, totally see it from that perspective, and then to kind of really because I think the one thing. Okay, so 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 here, here, so I'm gonna go with, so I'm gonna give you this one, right? Okay. So the whole movie is from his perspective, right? Mm -hmm. So essentially, he is narrating the film, yeah. even though he's not, quote unquote, narrating the film. Yeah. So essentially, he's telling his origin mm -hmm. from his perspective, anyway. Mm -hmm. It's just the debate is whether he's purposely, because you know how how any story is in life that you know we we are all every story we tell is from our own perspective, anyway. Right. right. So I would love to see it had it, had the film been from a different perspective. If what he's saying, you see what I'm saying? Like, is he is like is is the stuff that's happening really made up, or it's how he sees things happening? Because like I, I think that there's some ambiguity there in that. I think he really genuinely saw. He's narrating and telling people his story, how he saw it happen, and how his perception of it all went down. But then I think if you tell the story from, you know. I don't know Thomas Wayne's perspective, or you tell the story from his mom's perspective. It's a to it, it may be a different interpretation, or it, it may be how things played out in a different way. You see what I'm saying? Like so, even that I think leads more questions in that. I don't think he was purposely trying to tell the. I don't think it was purposely in his head trying to deceive people. But I think he was just kind of telling everything from his perspective, and even that perspective could be a little skewed because he is, you know, he's he's a psychopath. And you know, and the part that really made me um, really say, I said, wait a minute. Uh, the part where the his boss comes in and say, you know, everybody says you're weird, and I'm like, wait a minute, mm -hmm. because he had just finished laughing with them. But if you go back and watch that scene again, where he gives off that that laugh, the, like the kind of Joker laugh, ha ha ha, when he really gets into it, you don't right. hear them laughing or talking right. anymore. So that conversation that he thought he was having never happened. Never happened. Mm. Never happened at yeah, all. No, it, so, it's, it's an amazing. It, it's 
It's wonderful, man. This is why I love movies like this, because it leaves you with so many questions and not enough answers. And I think it's by design. I think it's by design to make you think about these things. It's it's making you dissect the film in so many different layers than just kind of good versus evil. That's why that's why I'm glad it's not your normal comic book film, because in a comic book film, it's it's kind of it's. Comic book films are very paint by numbers. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. very, like, you have a good guy, you have a hero. Yes, the hero, the bad guy may have its, like Thanos. Like, Thanos was a villain, but there were people that can kind of see what Thanos was trying to do and trying to accomplish. But at the end of the day, there's no doubt that Thanos was the villain and the Avengers were the heroes. So it's very paint by numbers in that sense. In this film, I think it's different, and why I think it's purposely trying not to be a comic book film is because it's it's going away from the you know the kind of composition and the structure of what a normal comic book quote unquote film would be. That you know it it it, it you you are with this questions of is he is is he up all in his head is this you know his just how he's telling his life story or his art his origin from his perspective like all of that is different and, it's, and I, that's why I think it's the genius of this film. Yeah, um, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, you could do a college course in this shit. Like, because really... <laughs> I, that's one thing I can say. He Todd Phillips, he really did his work. Uh, and the way the movie is structured, especially like because it's so many questions. Like, I don't know if I'm right. I don't know if I'm wrong. Like, you, you know, everybody's like, everybody has these crazy theories. Like. Somebody, um, one theory I heard was that, yeah, everything actually happened, and the, and the joke was that he's the reason why Batman, you know, he, yeah. that's what he's laughing about because yeah. he knows he's he's made his enemy, his arch enemy, or whatever. And I was just like, uh, okay, maybe, you know, I can't hate on that either. I, I actually, I yeah, I've heard that one too, and I I I can see that one too. I really can. Like, I can see that he, in his own kind of madness, he laughs at the fact, at the irony that. He creates his own arch nemesis, and in a roundabout way, he created his own arch nemesis. And that's what's funny about it. Like, it's hilarious that that happened unwittingly to him, right? Yeah, because I thought. And another thing, uh, and I think we can we, once we we'll close off with this, and then we'll move over to your show. So, okay. um, did you understand the dancing? What was the dancing supposed to be? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't understand the dancing. It didn't like. I know some people. The dancing it bothered them. Like it didn't bother me. Like I, I didn't. I didn't have an opinion on it one way or another. Like it was just kind of. I think it was all a part of the package of the Joker. Like I think it was all a part of like the the insanity, the madness of it. Like I think. I think Arthur Fleck is Arthur Fleck, and then I think when he gets on stage or when he puts the makeup on or when he's trying to, you know. You know, create the smile out of his face or whatever. Like, I think that's all Joker mode. Like, I think there's like a switch that flips in him, and he goes from Arthur Fleck, kind of this like weak, um, woe it's me type of person, this just just beaten down person, mm-hmm. and then when he puts that makeup on, he just turns into a different person. And the dancing, I think, is a byproduct of that. So that's why that's how I looked at the dancing. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just kind of all a part of the package. Like to me, the dancing and the laugh are, are kind of synonymous. But like, I know some people would like the dancing bothered them. Like, uh, the, the Joker wouldn't dance like that. Like, oh, yes, he would. Uh, yes, he would. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Like, if you, so, 
you seen Jack Nicholson, so let's not act well, like yeah. that. <laughs> so yeah. it's what I thought was for me there was that the, the Joker uh, author when he was dancing, it was almost calming to him. Yeah. It was almost this thing of it was calming, and that's when he felt alive. Because notice when he went down the steps, it was just like that's the most energy we've seen him have in uh, pretty much the whole movie at that point because I think he had, you know, become to know what he is and, you know. Yeah, he finally embraced it. It's yeah, like he embraced he finally, what he was. It was, it, was, it, was the, it was the Anakin moment where he finally embraced the dark side. Like, this is this is it. Like, I'm here now. Like, that was the full transformation from Arthur Fleck to Joker. Like, there was no going back. Yeah. Okay, so what we'll do now is we're going to close it out here. Uh, if you're listening now, this is part one. We will continue this conversation, uh, part two, on the Any Given Sunday podcast. Yes, sir. Uh, so, yeah, just move over there to the Any Given Sunday, and you can hear part two and other things that we'll talk about. Before we close out, mm-hmm. before we close out, um, I just want to thank you again for having me on your show, man. Uh, truly appreciate it. Um, I always, I'm always so humbled and honored when somebody wants to have me on their show. So, from the bottom of my heart, man, I, I thank you and I appreciate you for having me on. No problem, man. Um, give out your uh, social media just in case people want to hit you out on social media and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Manny Brown. Uh, I am on Twitter at D Manuel Brown on Instagram at D Manuel Brown on Facebook, Manuel Brown, um, Snapchat, Manny Bro 15. I'm everywhere, man. So just find me Manny Bro 15 on Snapchat at D Manuel Brown on Twitter and Instagram. All right. And we are moving over to any given Sunday podcast. Peace. Peace, everybody.